everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. Catch us so each and every weekday, uh, beginning at 10.30 Eastern time. A uh, little look back at the weekend in NHL and a preview of the night to come. Some best bets in there as well. And it's a busy one. Unlike the last couple of Mondays, there's 10 games on the ice tonight. Uh, I'm Andrew Walker. You can find me at thehedgepod.com. Uh, check out the podcast around the horn. We have Alex B. Smith, Zach Phillips, and uh, Joe from Joe Madden Sports. What's going on? How's everybody? Good. Doing good. It was a fun weekend. We just talked off air about uh, the events last night with Chicago. You had Marion Hosts' retirement, uh, Jersey retirement for the Blackhawks, but you also had Evgeny Malkin, his thousandth game with the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in a good battle. And, you know, that's one of those things where you kind of look in your handicap of, you know, uh, certain events, and we always talk about this with the beginning of the season where you have these long ceremonies and, and you wonder how the home teams can get off to a hot start. It was a packed crowd. Everybody, you know, loved Marion Hosa. He was, you know, a pillar of the dynasty in the 2010s. But Hawks on a Sunday night, they always get off to those slow starts. And, and Pittsburgh having, you know, the events of their own, they capitalized, got that three-goal lead and ended up you know, running away with it 5-3 uh in the victory so you have to kind of look at those those events sometimes and and see where the motivation is should have been on both ends but it was really clearly one side joe you probably knew that uh the pens are gonna have a big night with their pregame stretching routine that's pretty good yeah it was great to see i love how these teams get behind their players malcolm for his thousandth nhl game that's just crazy to think you know these players play so many games it must be so great to have that feeling and then to get the goal in that game, he got a goal in the second period. It was um, it was a fantastic game there for them. Okay. I had a couple uh, weekend takeaways. One, this is this is just me kind of complaining. It was a kind of a it was a weird scheduled weekend, wasn't it? I know you had a, a really busy Saturday because it was you know hockey fights cancer night, and you had thirty of thirty two teams playing. But you had one game in the NHL on a Friday night that was the. Uh, the Canucks and the LA Kings, and then just a couple on Sunday. Now, I don't mind the light Sunday because it's competing with obviously, you know, big day in the NFL and and the World Cup began, and it was even great. And Cup the Grey Cup, yeah, yesterday in Canada. So maybe I don't mind the the, the low impact Sunday, but as a league, man, we need a little more hockey to watch. I think on a Friday night. Yeah, and a big thing of that too is also because of you got you got American Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday, so that's why we're seeing the heavy flip around where today there's a bunch of games, Wednesday there's going to be a ton of games, and, of course, Black Friday. Uh, so, you know, the usual Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday shift, it had to kind of be flipped around to some point. I think that's the reason why, even though the NHL, yes, the scheduling quirks have been a mess for years, but I think that's kind of the reason why we saw the way it's, it was balanced over the weekend. The other weekend takeaway, guys, before we get to yours, Zach, I, I wanted to touch on um, would you call him uh, the most underrated player in hockey right now? And maybe if he's not underrated anymore, where does he rank? among the game's elite. I can't stop watching Jason Robertson on that top line of the Dallas Stars. He's up to third in league scoring. There's only been three games this year, guys, that he hasn't registered a point. And this is all coming off of a, a little later of a contract signing. He missed a lot of training camp this year. But uh, Jason Robertson playing with Joe Pavelski and Rupe Hintz, maybe him and Tej Thompson have been uh, two absolutely unbelievable breakout guys the last couple of years. Yeah, I think that... Jason Robertson is definitely nationally underrated. I think that for the people who are watching him closely or if you're in Dallas or in the Dallas area or if you're just following it closely enough, he's definitely not underrated in your books. But like nationally, I don't think he's getting enough recognition for what he's doing. The guy has been an absolute stud since he uh, since he entered the NHL 
pretty much. And he just continues to get better and better and better. And now at this point, like he's launched himself for me, at least he's top 10 forwards in the NHL. The guy is completely able to just take over games. Like you're able to see the most dominance forward, dominant forwards in the NHL doing so. Yeah, it, underrated for sure nationally. I think, though, the people that are watching him on a consistent basis kind of uh, getting an understanding for how good this guy actually is, though. Well, you know, Dallas has gotten off to a nice start, and uh, they're leading the Central right now, 11-5-2. And, and and this is, a, uh, I think, a great message to all teams out there. And, and GMs, I, I mean, right now you can make a case that the Stars' three best players, I know Heiskanen was a lottery pick, but Rupe, Hans, Jason Robertson, and Jake Ottinger, all, uh, all, all a little later in the draft, second rounders, and and Ottinger, I believe, was a, a mid to late first. So uh, you can you can build your team that way, guys. Yeah, and and you know, I think you know to kind of piggyback on what Zach said, not only is is Jason Robertson underrated nationally, I think this whole team is underrated nationally. Like I said, Jake Ottinger, uh, I have him ranked as one of the, the top five goalies in the world when he's healthy and he's fully on. We saw him get the twenty seven safe uh, win against the Islanders the other night. This guy, it can be lights out. He can steal a game. Robertson's a guy, like I said, can, can dominate and take over a game. They've got pieces, and for some reason, they just tend to get overlooked in this Western Conference. Everybody looks at the Colorados and the Edmontons of the world, but Dallas is certainly a true contender in the West. Yeah, and absolutely stepped up offensively this season compared to last. We looked at them last season. They weren't getting the goals like they're getting this season. Hard to take an under with this Dallas Stars team now with what they're producing. Joe, I think uh, I think Alex is trying to get some good mojo going for the uh, Ottawa Senators. It's been a it's been a it's been a rough little go, and I know on uh, uh, early on Saturday they got drilled on home ice by New Jersey. I mean, spoiler alert: you like a a Devils pick coming up in uh, in best bets. But what's wrong with what's wrong with the Sens? Or are they your Sens? Or is it just fashion? No, this is strictly fashion today. But I did like the sins. I did like the sins going into the season. They, I thought they were going to be one of those breakout teams. I love the moves they made with, with Drew and Debrinket and, and Cam Talbot. Of course, Talbot goes down early and had to come back. He's still not in his full form, and I don't think he's really going to be able to get back to the the prime Cam Talbot years. That you know, he's had so many injuries. Uh, I think his best days are now behind him. Uh, you know, so they have some issues in goaltending that they have that they issues the net rather they have to uh, address if they want to try to kind of get things turned around before the deadline they've got a few months of uh, wiggle room but I think the offense will eventually start to, to percolate like I said you know running into a hot team like the New Jersey Devils uh, they're making everybody look bad but they they've, they've still got some time this is normally that week where we talk about the the contenders and the pretenders we see that, that drop off I think you know the Ottawa Senators will be able to pick things up a little bit but uh, they got to do it pretty fast it is Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. Follow the Edgework Twitter account and the Edgework on YouTube as well. Uh, you can catch Edgework every weekday um, at about 10.30 Eastern time in the morning. Uh, Zach, what was your takeaway from this weekend? What were you watching? Yeah, well, you kind of just touched on it there. It was a, it was kind of a two-pronged one. And one on one side being the New Jersey Devils are legit. And it's not just a fluke that these guys are on this run. In the majority of the games that they've won here on this stretch, the 12-game win streak that they're on, they're just outplaying the other teams. They, Whether it be statistically or just watching them, how they play, like they want it more. They want to win every single night. They're in top categories in terms of shots on goal and goals generated, goals allowed, like defensive, defensively and offensively. They're getting great goaltending out of Vanacek. Like this team is legit. Even looking at that game against the Leafs, if you're 
a Leafs fan, you're going to walk away from it and be like, oh yeah, like of course the Leafs lost, like whatever, they got outplayed. But like they did get outplayed and they didn't play poorly in that game. Like New Jersey is a legit team. They go into Ottawa and that's not a not great, not a great team. And they just stepped on them. They said like, yeah, you're not great and we are. So we're going to roll over. And then the other side of it being the Ottawa Senators have some problems. I mean, Alex talked about it there with like Cam Talbot. I don't necessarily know what Ottawa really thought they were getting themselves into with Cam Talbot. Like it was kind of going to be another Matt Murray situation almost. I mean, now cross my fingers as a Leafs fan that Matt Murray can turn it around. But like there's a reason Minnesota went out and got Marc-Andre Fleury for those playoff runs. And it was partially because they didn't they didn't trust Cam Talbot to be their number one guy. So I don't really know what Ottawa had kind of thought he might be able to do there going there. Fresh new scenery, like a new mindset perhaps could change that. But that's a team that thought they were going to be a whole lot better this year. You go out and get Giroux, Talbot, Debrinkit, make some moves, sign some of your young guys. And it's just, it's not being good. Now you hear the conversations that are going to try and go out and get a big defenseman. And this one's just fun to kick around. I saw they there was rumors they might be interested in a reu uh being reunited with eric carlson so that would that could be pretty funny if that if yeah. that goes down and like we talked about last week 11.5 over the next four it takes a lot of gymnastics you know one thing about the devils who's interesting uh and now they've won whatever it is 13 in a row um i i did a little betting experiment on saturday as they went to that game against uh, ottawa so um here's here's a here's a, a little um, social experiment, little thought process. If you find a game, and it's ironic because this one didn't really go under the total by much, but if you find a game where you like the under, there's so much value to betting on guys not getting points. I mean, how many guys in the NHL are actually point-per-game players? So I took the the top 10 ranked guys in that game. So we're talking, you know, the Jack Hughes and the Nico Heischers and the, um, you know, Debrinkats, and I put it was just a small bet, five bucks on every guy to not get a point. Now, what impressed me about New Jersey, they won that game, and all their goals from, were from like the third and fourth liners. So, eight out of 10 unders in that game hit. So, there's some value there. Like Jack Hughes, I think, was plus 185 to not get a point. If you identify a low total in a game, you think it's going to go under. If you mass bet guys under a point, you don't have to do very well to, co- to come out ahead. Yeah, that's a good point. And we always talk about with player props, trying to look for value, dig into the bargain bin, trying to find guys who are in those second, third, fourth lines to score. But conversely, you can kind of look for the value going against those top line guys because you're not going to, you know, make a lot of money betting, uh, you know, Connor McDavid to score at, 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 you know, know, minus 180, 185 every night. He might have an off night if you can catch and isolate that or find a team where he doesn't play well against a city he may not like to play in or his numbers haven't translated well over when they're on the road, then that's a a way to attack it just as much as trying to find value for a player to actually do something. You find value for players not doing anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not as fun, uh, but the value is certainly there. All right, let's get our uh, our best bets and our best player props on a busy night. I love it. There's ten games on the ice on Monday, in addition to Monday Night Football. So, Joe, let's start with you. Uh, what's your favorite player prop tonight? Yeah, for a player prop, I'm looking at the matchup between the Calgary Flames and the Philadelphia Flyers. We know the Flames are getting these shots on goal, so I'm going to look at Lindrum here for his over two and a half shots on goal little juiced at minus 114 but i also love the value on that anytime goal for him at plus 168 i think he has the ability to get a goal on carter hart here we know the philadelphia flyers are allowing these shots to rain in 
34.1 shots on goal per game. Lindholm is due, and we saw him play a really good game versus the Florida Panthers. He was able to get those four shots. I think he comes in firing in this one, and I love him for that goal and those over in his shots on goal. Uh, so that was Lindholm, you said? Absolutely. Right. Lies Lindholm on the shots. Zach, what do you got for your player prop? Uh, yeah, this one is going to be a little bit more in terms of finding some of the value on a guy, and it's going to be Austin Matthews to score a goal tonight against the New York Islanders. I That first line, they switched them back. They went to Matthews, Nylander, Bunting. Then they ended up moving things around again and go back to Matthews, Marner, Bunting. And somehow in the midst of that switch, it looked like everyone kind of had their like come to Jesus moment and they realized, oh my God, this is a guy I want to be playing with. And both lines started figuring it out how they were prior to that little lull that they went on where Sheldon Keefe had to switch things up again. So now back to Matthews, Marner, and Bunting. Everyone kind of started to fit into their roles. Marner looks to be getting a little bit more confidence. Bunting was playing his game again and not trying to be the goal scorer on that line. And I think if you've got a guy who's going to be going out there and getting and being a puck retriever and he knows his role is to be a puck retriever alongside Mitch Marner, who is probably one of, if not the best playmakers in the NHL right now with a guy who has not necessarily been scoring that many goals as of late in terms of what you'd expect him to be doing. At some point, that's just going to turn around and Matthews is going to score and he's going to start to score in bunches. I think it starts here tonight against the Islanders and you can find this on around like plus 110, plus 105, depending on depending on what books you're looking at. So for plus 110 on FanDuel, awesome Matthews, anytime goal scorer, that's the one I'll be taking. All right, Alex, what are you pointing to tonight? So, yeah, I was just talking about trying to find value with some of those top-tier players, and I mentioned Connor McDavid. That's exactly who I'm targeting tonight. I like his over shots on goal at three and a half. Shop around, you can find several books that have just minus a dollar five for him to go over that. He has gotten at least four more shots on goal in seven of the last nine games. He did have a game in there where he generated one shot, but he turned around last game, got a goal and assist, and six shots on goal in that game against Vegas. Uh, I think we see him, you know, this team, I mean, they rely on him every single night. When he carries the possession and, and, and fires off shots, uh, that's when the Oilers are successful. I expect him to at least get four shots on goal tonight here. So go over three and a half and just land a dollar five. It's, uh, it's not too often you see teams play back-to-back, especially – um, especially with the scheduling this year. But that's what we're getting with the St. Louis Blues and the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, the Blues had a super shaky start to the year. Um, you know, their young players weren't producing, and it's rolled over a little bit. It's changed in the last week or so. And they once again get the Anaheim Ducks. They just put up six six goals on them on, uh, on Saturday. Uh, so I like the Blues to continue scoring. This Ducks team, they're young, they're fun, they can't keep the puck out of the net. The guy I'm looking at is Jordan Cairo. Just a miserable start to the year, but he's heating up. He had three assists against the Ducks the other night and now has six points over his last three games. Uh, so I'm on a Cairo anytime assist, which is plus money. I can barely believe it, plus 118. And uh, a Cairo multi-point effort tonight. So two points of any variation is plus 240. I'm probably going to end up hitting a Pavel Buchnevich goal as well. I, I'm really liking the Blues offensive turnaround. So that's my favorite player prop. Uh, favorite line or total, Joe? What do you think of tonight? So, sorry, my mute. My, Mike was muted. If I can talk, I'm looking at the matchup between the New Jersey Devils and the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Now, while I do think the Devils 
are the team to get the win. I just don't like the value here at minus 154. I think we're paying too much juice because the Edmonton Oilers are so solid offensively. The problem with the Oilers is defensively and goaltending wise. I don't think Jack Campbell's going to be able to keep the puck out of the back of his net. I'm going to look at the Devils team total over three and a half. I do think they find the back of the net at least four times in this game. Now they are coming home from a three game road trip. So again, it's another spot where I'd normally like to fade a team. But I do think no matter how tired they are from that road trip, they do find um, these goals in this game. It's a, such a solid team, averaging that 3.78. And we know Jack Campbell is allowing these goals to rein in. He has a goals against average of 4.27. I just can't see him stopping um, enough goals for this one to stay under the total for the Devils. So Devils team total over three and a half. Yeah, until Jack Campbell really proves to us that he – has figured out his game. He's not a bad fade spot, that's for sure. What about you, Zach? What's your favorite liner total tonight? Yeah, it's going to fall in line with what I did last week uh, with Carolina, and I'm going to go with the Calgary Flames minus one and a half. The thought process on this one, and that's plus 125 against the Flyers here tonight. Thought process on this one is mostly just Calgary, we had expected them at some point to get things rolling. Like they were going to turn it around. They couldn't be struggling like they were in that little lull that they had forever. It was going to kind of figure itself out as these guys built up chemistry and started to get things on the right track. I don't think the Flyers are very good and the Flames are coming off an emotional win against, uh, against the Panthers on the weekend. Now couple that with the fact that Markstrom and Carter Hart are expected here tonight. Now Carter Hart has been very good to, to start this season, but despite that, I think that the Flames will be holding a lead late here against the Flyers, will be in a position to be up at least a goal. And if that happens, then you're going to be getting empty net looks late in the game, later in the third period. So if that's the case and it's a one goal game, you're looking at an empty net. And otherwise, I think the Flames are, might be able to run away with this one. So I could take Flames minus one and a half against the Flyers. All right, so we have uh, Devils team total over and uh, Flames uh, puck line, maybe some money line. Alex, what are you on tonight? I'm looking at that Canucks and Golden Knights first period over. You got to lay a little bit of juice with it, but it's not too bad. Anywhere between minus $1.45 to $1.55. Vancouver has been the best team in the league uh, with first period over 16-2. and two. To the over, they've also had 15 of the first 18 games. They've had a goal in the first 10 minutes. Uh, they get off to fast starts, and, and Vegas, they've done the same. Seven and three their last 10 to the first period over. It's obviously a really good Golden Knights club for Vancouver at home. They want to establish the dominance and, and, and pace early. They've got to score early. So I like that first period over, one and a half, laying $1.45. I'm looking at uh, Leafs Islanders game tonight, and you talk about looking for value. I, I think the Leafs and the Islanders are pretty – identical teams i think they're pretty similar they have their ups and downs the record's about the same i know toronto goes on these runs where they look pretty unstoppable um and a lot of people think hey maybe you know they're they're starting one right now i'm not overly convinced but it's a nice win over the sabers granted buffalo's really struggling but anyway i look at these two teams i think they're pretty even and uh, you get the islanders money line at plus 150 so with that much value betting against the leafs um i think this game's a, a coin toss so I'll, I'll gladly take one side if you're going to give me give me that much. The Leafs have been really expensive all year in basically every game that they've played against. Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been kind of ridiculous. Like the opportunities that you have, even in these ones that you're saying, like this game here tonight against the Islanders, 
I would basically, I would agree with you that it's pretty much a coin flip in, in terms of how this could go. The game against the Devils, they were sitting there at close, I think, around like minus 165, minus 170, yeah. I was seeing for the Leafs. Like, they were playing against the New Jersey Devils. That's one of the best teams in, maybe probably the best team in the league right now, actually. Vanacek was in net, like there was nobody missing for New Jersey. And then you're seeing the Leafs sitting at minus 170. I, I think some of these spots are just so expensive. It, it's going to be pretty easy to find some value on some of the other teams for a little bit here. Well, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think the Leafs have been uh, a dog this year. And they've won 10 games and they've lost nine. So the Leafs as yeah. a fade with all that public money is, uh, you know, it, you're, it's going to be profitable because when you win, it's plus 150, plus 160. That Arizona game was, you know, what were they? Plus 320. It was crazy. Yeah, 400. I, mean, I was seeing 400 some places. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're a team that, like I said, they're a public team. They're always going to draw money no matter what. You're always going to get the squarest of betters laying prices with them because they believe that they can win night in and night out. Uh, and, and it's just one of those things where you can just, you know, pick and choose a, a dog night to, to fade them or, you know, try to you know, attack them in other ways with team totals and different things like that. You can catch Edge work uh, every morning, 1030 Eastern on the Hammer Betting Network. Check out the Edge Twitter account and the Edge YouTube as well, or Edgework YouTube, I should say. And uh, make sure, coming up tonight, primetime uh, for Monday Night Football. you got Rob Pizzolo and uh, Eric E. You're getting you set for Monday Night Football in Mexico City with Arizona and the San Francisco 49ers. Your best bets, that begins at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. Guys, 10 games tonight. Uh, it'll be fun. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, sounds good. Hi, guys.